Oh, that's right. You know what time it is. Skeeter's back with Skeeter's Talks Cincy Sports. And man, I know it's been a little while, but I've been just trying to gather my thoughts after this last, what, 10 days or so. My dude, Jake, he's with me again. You remember Jake Nicholas, the one and only from the last uh, podcast we had about a week and a half ago talking Cincy Sports. A lot of shit's happened since then. I mean, goddamn. And I mean, I figure, you know what? I got to make people laugh. All right. We've been dealing with such bullshit, especially this COVID. All right. So anyway, with this COVID, it's not all bad, folks. It's not all bad. Okay. It was brought to my attention. Okay. This, the mass shit sucks. The closed bars at 10 o'clock blows, right? It sucks. But the handshaking, okay, I don't know if any of you work in customer service where you actually got to shake people's hands, but just think about this. It's really a blessing in disguise because I was told 96% of people's hands have touched a dick. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, think about that the next time you reach out and shake somebody's hand and say, hey, thanks. All right, yeah, that one touched a dick. Probably just not even 24 hours yeah, ago. Do you, do you wash your hands when you piss? Well, yeah. Yeah, dog. Really? But I'm telling you, some people don't. You see them walk out after they shake their fucking wiener, and two minutes later, you're shaking on a deal, or you're saying hi or bye, or you're slapping hands or pounding fists. So, I mean, my dude at work told me that. I mean, I laughed like an I mean, it was fucking hilarious at first. But, I mean, then I started thinking about it. I'm like, damn. I've probably touched like 16,000 dicks in my life, dude, without even fucking trying. It's fucking, it's fucking nasty, dude. It makes you feel like a homo. But anyway, women, men, whatever. I mean, just keep doing what you're doing. Who really gives a fuck? I don't wash my hands right. every time I touch my dick. Get, Jake, Cincy Sports. All right. It, it's been a whirlwind of a fucking mess. All right. We got the Bengals, the Bearcats, the Reds, the Bearcats Crosstown Shootout on the docket. We got all kinds of shit for you today. It's going to be mm-hmm. a great show, uh, but first, let's let's fuck let's get the fucking elephant out of the room, dude. Joe Burrow went down, Jake. Yep. I it was. I mean, we're here watching the fucking game. I broke my fucking kitchen cabinets. I was so pissed. <laughs> yeah. I witnessed it. Yeah, there's a hole in there. Uh, I mean, like like two weeks ago, we were here. We were gloating, you know, like it was the Washington game, remember? And they were they kept fucking referencing Alex Smith getting hurt on that day, whatever three four years ago or whatever. And God forbid, I mean Alex Smith, that story's fucking awesome. Beautiful family, come back to start, and then he's playing well, dude. It ain't no joke. He's playing well, but that whole fucking game they wouldn't stop talking about the goddamn injury. Okay, and guess what happens? Joe gets fucking rolled up on. All right, it wasn't a malice play. I was pissed at first. Trying to call out and find out who who did it, so I can go to their yeah. house and shit. Everybody's we, we, were, we were dissecting that play. Jake, every every single person in Cincinnati literally looked at their phone, didn't say shit, looked at the TV. It went to commercial, and every single person in Cincinnati, regardless of how drunk you were, you you probably damn near threw up because 
Joe Burrow is the fucking Cincinnati Bengals right now. He's all over Facebook. It's it was his birthday a few days ago. So happy birthday, Joe. Um, I think it was today or yesterday. It was today. He was twenty four years old or something like that. I mean, just an awesome kid. And I can't believe, you know. And I don't want to hear the bullshit about the offensive line. All right, he got pushed into. It was a freak yes. injury. That's fucking irrelevant. All right, everybody in the NFL has a fucking terrible offensive line. Anybody can get rolled up on. Okay. I don't want to hear about that. We'll move on. That was that was driving me crazy. Seeing right. people like on social right. media saying, oh, like, yeah, he, we "It do. was bound to fucking oh, happen." Yeah, bound to bound fucking happen. Like, yeah. fuck you, dude. Yeah, like we called a play dude. for him to get hurt on yeah. uh, on a pass out of our own end zone where he put it right on the fucking yeah, we, money. We called the play for the offensive lineman to push him into Joe's knee. Right. Exactly. Now, now, now. Granted, when you just like just like what the Eagles are dealing with, just like what what Dallas is dealing with. You got five or six different rotations every single game because you got injuries. You got this. You got COVID. You got that. All right, it's going to happen. You don't have these guys in, in um, you know, they're not a cohesive group, okay? They're, they're not nope. used to playing with each other. Nope. So one, one good thing, and, and you know what? I mean, I'll do everybody a fucking favor and just, just stop talking about Joe's injury because all it does is piss people off. If you can't tell by my voice, yeah. the only thing I enjoyed more on a Sunday – then watching Joe Burrow play football was hanging out with my dog because he's been over. I think we've been doing this uh, six eight weeks now, Jake. Yeah, six eight weeks because every, every Sunday. we're trying to bring some badass content to this to this fucking podcast on a weekly basis and try and just give you a break from the bullshit that's going on in the world. All right, and uh, as a reminder, folks, this podcast is politics free. We don't give a fuck. All right, it's drama free. Okay, so any baby mama, this that and the other, you ain't gonna hear any of that shit either. So, outlook on Dallas, Jake. What do you think, man? They got Andy coming back to Cincinnati. He's going to be jacked up, blah, blah, blah. All right. But you got to think we got a shot. Brandon Allen, news press conference Wednesday afternoon. Said he, all he said was he got the wind knocked out of him. I never seen somebody miss a whole half for getting the wind knocked out of him. But I don't fucking – he fell on the ball. It hurts like a bitch. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. Yeah, it's better than anything that Ryan Finley is going to put to the table. And I know Jesse Bates and that defense, they will read Andy Dalton like a Oh, my bull. God. I forgot about that, dude. Dude, they uh, <laughs> Jake, Jesse Bates is – He might break did, the record for he, most interceptions <laughs> in the game. You know he practices against it for how many years? Jesse Bates – he knows Andy Dalton like the back of his hand. Yeah. He's practicing with it. He is, what we say, what we say, Jake? Number one safety six weeks in a row via uh, to, uh, PFF. Pro, yeah, pro, pro football fo- focus. Pro He's football the number focus. one safety in the Get league. Get the hell out of here, dude. And then Von Bell has really been stepping his shit up, all right? He makes some dumbass plays. He, but you know what? I see effort when he misses at least. You know, if he if he goes early on a slant and tries to undercut it and misses and the, and the play goes for 12 – I can live with that. You know, he's he's a bounty uh, from the Saints. You know, he's the guy that wants the fucking head. He wants to play. Yeah, Jesse Bates, um, you know. I'm pro football focused. Like, oh, my God. Like, it's just I mean, ridiculous. 91.2% coverage percentage win. Get the hell out of here. Okay? I mean, he's 24 years old. 200 pounds out of Wake Forest, all right? Drafted in 2018. Wake Forest, too. Wake Forest. And this kid kid is the oncoming of the next – 
he reminds me he doesn't have the attitude and the and the bullshit that Richard Sherman brings to the table. Who was that? Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor. Because yeah. Jesse Bates likes to lay the fucking wood on people. And you know what? He's gonna get a couple of he's gonna get a couple of licks by Zeke this week. I think Zeke's gonna have a good day running the football. Our defensive front is okay. But, you know, Sam Hubbard, he's good rushing, uh, rushing the path, but he's going to have some trouble stopping Zeke and them boys. And they, you know, we got we got Tyler Boyd, you know, if he's not under suspension, we'll see. We got, you know, Auden Tate's a little banged up. I mean, A.J., Brandon Allen said he was going to try and get him the ball this week. But, I mean, they've got Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, Zeke out of the backfield. Their backup running back um, that was playing last week, but uh, we saw him. Zeke ain't be doing nothing. You know, but but they pulled Zeke late in the fourth quarter because they were getting beat by double. You know, but (coughs) excuse me, guys, but you know, I can't help but reference Stephen A. Smith from ESPN here. Love that dude. All right, even though he's a Steelers fan, he he makes some great points and. He cracks me up when when, when he talks about he loves the Steelers, loves them. But he really he's he's, he's real minority coach based. You know he's a real advocate for um, giving giving the 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 minority a shot. Okay, in the NFL, which I believe I believe to a certain extent, but I also believe that just because you played football doesn't mean that you automatically get to have a coaching job in the NFL. You have to work your way up and. Let's face it. A lot of the premier athletes are African American, and they they spend the majority of their time learning the game, not learning how to coach. So by the time they're done with the NFL or they're done with the NBA, they're fucking exhausted. That's why Zach Taylor is just as old as most of the guys on our fucking team because he couldn't make it, so he went down the coaching road. The the, the African American athlete, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jake. They more times than not are the ones that make it big, and yeah. and you know the the not the white athlete, but you know you got baseball where there's a lot of Latin Americans. You got you got uh, a hockey where there's a lot of a lot of tough boys from the north. I mean every every kind of race has its own kind of sport. You know everybody. I mean it, I mean it's not it's not saying one way or the other. It's not a racist type thing because there's white guys that are good at basketball. Luka Doncic. I mean, god damn. He's the best white boy I've seen since Larry Bird. Yeah. And I mean, that dude can ball. His mom's a smoke show, too. And, you know, but we'll get into that later, guys. But the um, the Dallas game this week with the Bengals, okay, if we can move on with but that. If you watch I mean, that game. They, they the, got to have a chance to win again. Okay. If you watch that game and saw the throws that Andy was making and then see the throws that Joe was making when he was healthy, yeah. like the same exact throws. Yeah. Yeah, they were way, way over Gallup's head or whoever he was throwing. Terrible, but Andy was never able to push the ball down the field. Um, and Joe hits him in the motherfucking face mask. Right, and the difference between Andy Dalton and Joe Burrow is Andy Dalton is very accurate when he can throw a quick out because Andy Dalton likes to go to option one, option two, and then tuck or run and maybe get a third down. Andy's a good game manager. He needs an elite defense to actually become that playoff caliber, Pro Bowl caliber guy that he was in Cincinnati back when he took us to the playoffs, okay? He had a good defense. We weren't elite, but we were good enough. And then we had a sound running game, great tight ends, good wide receivers, a good attitude, 
We had we had Gunther. We had uh, Zimmer. We had uh, Marvin coaching at probably his peak, oh, and we just couldn't rude. get over the hump because guess what? As soon as one of the the um, you know, I mean, Jake, may I say it? Drum roll, please. Bing. As soon as a piece leaves Andy Dalton, guess what, folks? Right back to yeah, look prime at- time, prime time, Andy. That. Makes the one bad decision, and our defense can't hold. Here they come down the field, Jake, and we li- we lose by three. Here they come with the sack, like the other day. They, like the other day when when me, me and you were jumping around when Brandon Allen got the ball back. Yeah. What happened, Jake? Look at Andy Dalton a few years ago when he had uh, Kevin Zeitler blocking for him. He had Andrew Whitworth blocking for mm-hmm. him. He had Muhammad Sanu on the end, AJ Green on the end, and then he had Marvin Jones on the in route, and then he had Eifert. And he looked like an all-pro quarterback. Take well, away those pieces. And here's here's and we saw what happened. Right. And he, and here's my thing with Zach Taylor. And and I ain't gonna spend a lot of time on this because, I mean, there's enough Zach Taylor bashing the media as it is. Zach's a good. Zach's a good football coach. All right. He's coached. He's coached in the Super Bowl with Sean McVay. Okay. You don't get there uh, by by accident. You know, there he was taught by some great coaches. He was a quarterback, so he's a quarterback-driven play caller. The problem I have is on third down. If you have Joe Burrow, let's throw it. You know. Okay, okay, okay. And everybody's hyped because Joe Burrow can do whatever the fuck he wants on third down. But you have a mediocre offense. As hmm. Put together, piece together offensive line that's been playing well as of late. Decent. I mean, they're okay. Let's face it. They're, they're okay. Because we've been able to run the ball. We just haven't been able to pass protect that well. And that's, that's one, not, not Brandon Allen, really not, really not seen his reads that quickly. Mixon's been out. Yeah, let's face it. They, they signed him to a huge deal. Mike Brown doesn't want to waste his money. He's sitting down for the rest of the year. Uh, Zach keeps avoiding the question. We signed him to a long-term deal. We don't have a chance in hell of making the playoffs. Burrow's hurt. Why the fuck would you play Joe Mixon? Why? Okay. Geo's awesome. Perrine, Samaj. I mean, I like the kid. He runs like hard. He falls forward. I mean, Geo and him can finish the season. I'm like cool. And with that, okay, I get back to Zach's play calling on third down. What the fuck are you doing? You put your team in the worst positions when you have an opportunity to play smart and play to win instead of being scared and playing not to lose. There's a huge fucking difference. And when Zach calls a pass on third down with a timeout in their territory, okay, we are in their territory, in Miami. We are at the 15 or 20-yard line. Sure, Fat Randy hasn't fucking kicked well lately, but when has he kicked well? Okay, but still, Jake, there's less than a minute. I said it to you when it happened. Zach calls an out route to Tyler Boyd. Guess what happens? 54 seconds are left on the clock. He throws a three-second pass. It goes out of bounds. Tyler Boyd gets hit late. It starts getting chippy. He throws a fucking punch, even though it was deserved, because guess what? The retaliator. twice. Yep, guess what? The retaliator always gets the fucking flag. And guess what? Tyler Boyd's out for the rest of the game. 54 seconds, done and a half. What do we do? Mm, back up, 15 yards, got a punt, give it back to him, and they run right down the field. And the next thing you know, instead of 7-6, it's 
And how the and fuck was that a all, penalty on us? Right, but Jake, I'm telling you, it never should have fucking happened. I mean, happened. we've sat here for the past couple it's weeks. It's third down. Miami's not going to call any timeouts down in there. Two had, at that point had been playing like shit. All we had to do was run the fucking football on third down, run the clock down under 30 seconds, get the ball in the hash that Randy likes because we'll set him up for as much success as humanly fucking possible, even though the – I mean, I mean, damn. I mean, Jakey knows – I mean, we can't even fucking watch him I anymore. I can't trust the guy for I mean, fuck. But guess what? He, he's decent, all right? He can, he, can, he can kick the ball. But run the ball on third down, Zach. Okay, put your team in a position – to win instead of not to lose. He was pressing because he thought he needed more points at that time. We already had the fucking lead by a stick. Go up four, into the half, with momentum. Everybody's happy. And guess what? Nope. Let's pass it. Let's throw an out route to Tyler Boyd. He gets in trouble. Next thing you know, the, everybody gets bangled. You know what? And the only thing I can think of when that happens... Yep. Somebody's going to jail. It's your boy, uh, Skinny Penis. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, Jake, I'm fucking around with these sound clips, but that's that's fucking hilarious. But I, I do got to tell you something. Uh, my bad, guys. My bad, guys. But I got to tell you something. With, with not coaching to lose instead of coaching to win... That fucking skinny penis thing was funny as fuck, by the way. That was funny. <laughs> my bad, guys. That wasn't supposed to be on there. Uh, but anyway... Zach, not coaching to win instead of coaching not to lose. I think when it comes to the defense, we spent a lot of money there. We got some free agents, Bell, Bates. I think I think we're we're good there. Offense comes back. Joe comes back. Uh, Joe and Joe uh, comes back next year. AJ's gone. We get something decent in return. Maybe a linebacker, a pass rusher, some offensive line help. General but, Williams got hurt. But let's let, let's let's ask one question before we move on. Why the fuck isn't Brandon Wilson returning punts, Jake? Did he not just run back a 104-yarder or 103-yarder from the end zone Okay, and against the Giants, ran right through the fucking defense, has a great vision, has awesome instinct, has a great stiff arm, stronger in hell, attitude like a bull, and we have Alex Erickson. Yeah. Does anybody else's heart drop when he catches the ball? Like, does this kid not know We're how? We're fucking to terrified, carry? Jake. Every single time the punt is in the air, he catches and on he his shoulder looks pads. up. He's only like five ten or five eleven. It seems like when he looks up, the ball wants to hit him in the face mask, and he's got alligator arms. And I mean, imagine if he would have if he would have got hit like like Michael Thomas hit that dude this week that that doesn't know how to fair catch a ball. Um, uh, yeah, and awesome. and shame on him. I mean, I'm glad he got blasted. To he tell you the truth. Um, and then Mr. Hardass from the Miami Dolphins comes be- beating across the field when he didn't even realize his guy blindsided Sean Williams on the opposite side, the other gunner, which nobody really has been talking about in the media. But go ahead and replay it, folks. Sean Williams got blindsided, and I mean cleaned. I mean absolutely smashed with no flag on the left hand side. Okay, and Zach Taylor, all he can do, I mean, (laughs) yep. So he's sitting there crying. Flag! That should have been a flag! That should have been a flag! Well, they go to New York, and what's New York's excuse, Jake? They should have been a flag. Right. New York goes. 
Um, well, that was called on the field. We can remove a flag if we if we deem it unnecessary, but we can't add a flag to the field if the officials didn't call it. So it's not offsetting penalties. Um, we'll go ahead. It was 15 yards on just him, but your coach ran across the field. To the total opposite To the Bengals' sideline. Trying to fight people. Your bench cleared and ran all the way across the field. And the first thing Jake said when he looked at me, and I mean, I, we had a few beers. I was fucking crying laughing. Jake goes, <laughs> Skate, he hit the fucking water boy. And I mean, there's fucking water bottles going everywhere. He's flat on his Dude, ass. He blasted <laughs> this kid. I feel bad for that kid. I, shout out to that I, kid. I hope you're all right. Hey, Zach was in his press conference Monday, and they asked about him, and he is all right. All right. He is all right. He but got I mean, blasted. He got blasted. He got leveled. But I tell you what, he was a hell of a lot closer to that fucking argument sticking up for his team than A.J. Green was. But we'll leave that there. Jake, you, you put something on Facebook. Um, follow, if you're following Jake Nicholas on Facebook, you know what I'm talking about. People have been commenting on it all week. Yeah. But um, It's a picture. It's There's a fight. It is what it is, and guys. And there's right. AJ that's like 30 got, yards down the field by himself. Jake, we got Dallas at home. Okay, we're back in the jungle. We play well at 1 o'clock. Dallas sucks. All right. They're out of the NFC East, really. I mean, um, Philly – I mean, who knows what the fuck's going on over there? Well, nobody's really out but, of NFC. But the Giants really suck. The Giants and the Redskins, who, um, <laughs> no, well, the uh, I shouldn't say Redskins. It's the Washington football, the football team. team. They football don't have team. a name. Be politically, <laughs> be politically correct. It's the football team. They beat the Steelers. We don't say the R word around. And here. the Steelers finally get fucked. At halftime, Alex Smith takes the ball and runs away from the referee and throws it on the fucking sideline. So they have to they have to stop the clock because uh, that was Washington. a great that move. That was hilarious. That was a great and, move by his. And part. this this dude didn't wear a mask in his interview. They go back to the fucking locker room to interview him about the play. He puts a mask on before answering the question because he's fucking laughing so hard. And he said, oh, no, I'll tell you the truth. I just wanted him to get the kickball in so we had a good chance of a good field goal before the half. <laughs> but there was six seconds left and you were at midfield. That was a great move by his part. <laughs> but you know what, Jake? It's finally – it's nice that the fucking Steelers get one in the ass. Even though, of course, you know, that will be the leveling of the scales for now because it was a – it was a oh, God forbid, somebody scores a field goal before the half on the Steelers. Yeah. Um, but – it's nice where the Steelers lose a game without controversy because Big Ben throws it right off the fucking head, the the head of one of the uh, the defensive linemen or something. It pops up and gets picked off. They are not that. And they are not that good. They, they are, are not now, that good. Jake, I told you, and before I started hearing in the media, I told you the week before they played Cincinnati how many rushing how many rushing yards they have the week before Cincinnati fifty or sixty or something like that. Yeah. We hold them to. Forty something, we had, or whatever. Yeah, Connor like they forty. Had, I mean, I don't think they've had more than fifty yards rushing in weeks. But and they used to beat the shit right. out of us. Steelers football is run the ball, stop the run. We had drum That's Bettis, what it is. And then the other That's big cat. What Steelers football is all about: run the ball, stop the run. And then this spread them out, and I guess. Ben's been talking to Bruce Arians or some shit because he can't stop throwing the football. And no wonder he's looking like shit. His arm's probably about ready to fall the fuck off. I mean, he's throwing the ball more than Joe Burrow was early in the year. And Joe, I think he was just throwing the ball because he thinks it's hilarious. And he can put it anywhere the fuck 
he wants. Yeah. And I just, Joe, I love you, kid. I can't wait to see you again, man. It's it's not the same. Um, you know, I love the Bengals till the day I die. But I tell you what, for the first six, seven, eight weeks, whatever it was, Jake, watching Joe Burrow play football, I didn't amazing. give really give two fucks if we won or not. We were in every amazing. game. I didn't. I didn't think we were out of any game. Down down forty, except for the Ravens. Except the Ravens, Ravens game, game, we all, like was a legit yeah. loss. Yeah. Every other game, we could have fucking we, won. We were we could be we were in the in playoffs it. at this yeah. point. Bad call here. Bad call there. I mean, oh, it's it's the typical Bengals bullshit. Everybody hates it. Okay, but until we start putting some wins on the board, convincing wins on the board. I think we're still going to have the still bu- the the same bullshit, um, um, you know, not not bias from the refs, but not the benefit of the doubt. But anyway, let's move on, guys. So, uh, moving on, fire Zach Taylor, man. <sighs> Zach, that's my shit. That's my. I don't I'm, know, I'm man. I mean, I do. I'm preaching. I do get agree to a certain extent. I mean, you only get so many chances. He's been here two years. He's dealt with some adversity. I'm going to give the guy a benefit of the doubt, but he's got to release the play calling duties. I, I think his play calling on third down, and especially in the second half, has been absolutely atrocious. If he doesn't get fired, he re- needs to release the play calling duties and get a new whole staff. Well, I think our special teams coordinator is one of the best in the league, okay. uh, and he loves him. Get a defense. And, and our special teams coordinator is the assistant head coach. So Zach runs everything through him before the game plan. On Monday, the problem is I think with him and Lou. I think Lou is an okay, yeah, an okay defensive coordinator, but he he really has no business on a team like Cincinnati that's trying to rebuild and and teach youth and that sort of thing. Lou is a good coach for experienced veterans that need a little bit of kick in the ass, and he's got good scheme. He's got you know he's got these boys playing all right, but Zach. And him are not on the same page late in games. And I can't tell you how many times I've had to walk out on my back patio with just disgust because we let another one go. And we let another one go. And we let another one go. And go ahead and look up the stats. The the, the number of games we lose by one score or less is terrible. We play awesome in the first half, which is why the fans are still interested. The play calling in crunch time on third down, Zach, has got to get better. It, it has got to get better. Uh, you need to scheme up something. You need to get – I mean, you need to get surefire plays in there. This trick bullshit, this play action bullshit on third down or whatever, if you're going to spread five, what the fuck are you doing, okay, you know, spreading five on third and one or something like that? When you've been pounding the football, I mean, what do you think? They're, they expect it? Yeah, or something like that. I mean, I mean, quit trying to fool people and do what works. That's what really kills me about coaches. And you'll never, ever, ever see Belichick do that. You'll never see a a, a coach like Belichick go or Tom, away or Tomlin. Go or... away or Tomlin. Go away from something that's why do you think Tomlin hadn't run the ball in six weeks? Because they kept fucking winning. Okay. Why change it if they can't stop it? Okay. Make them stop it first. At least you can say you were doing what worked instead of trying something that might. And that's and that's the end of that, Jake. But we're going to move on. Bearcats football is fucking awesome. Even though, it, it, Jake, it feels like I, I haven't seen him play oh, in a month. Yeah. Well, I mean, who, who, the fuck's, who the fuck's the coach? Oh, yeah, Luke Fickle. Okay. Yeah. The guy that should be the coach of the year. I mean, Cincinnati is in the conversation. Okay. 
five, six, eight years ago, Jake, when we were down at UC, did you ever, in your fucking wildest dream, think UC would be mentioned amongst the Ohio States, the Clemsons, the Bamas, the nope. LSUs of the world? I mean, are you kidding me? We were lucky just to draw students to the fucking game. I mean, I was half drunk running on the field when we beat West Virginia. <laughs> We've had our moments. And West Virginia was undefeated. Nipper, that was Nippert's, crazy. Nippert's the shit, Jake. I love that. I'm city. telling you right now, Ohio State comes and plays Cincinnati in Nipper, which mm-hmm. they would never, ever do. Over. But Ohio State, back when um, I think 05, 06, 07, they had some matches against UC and, and Cincinnati. And Paul Brown. And they don't want to play in Nipper. <laughs> Cincinnati played them tough. But well, they almost beat them when they won the national championship when they had Maurice Claret. That's correct. They, yep. they that was one of the that was one of the tightest. They yeah, beat them they by had, a field goal. Right, right, right. And that I was do. the same year good, they won the national championship. Good, good fucking. And yeah. that was the BCS year. So if they would have lost, they'd there. have been done. And I mean, let's let's face it. Okay, Ohio State, Michigan. It wasn't going to be much of a game anyway. I mean, Ohio State was going to. I mean, the spread. Ohio State was beaten by 70. thirty. They're going to. I mean, they're going to run the score up. It's going to be stupid. Everybody's going to watch it in the first half. See if there's a good fight. And then, of course, Harbaugh and and, and Ryan Day are going to go up to each other. They're not going to say anything. They're going to go their separate ways and move on. And here okay, comes Harbaugh's Big Ten out. title. Yeah. But let's face it, Jake. Your ACC champ, your Big Ten champ, your your. Uh, your uh, Big Twelve champ out of uh, out of the South nah. there, and of course your um, your your champ out of the SEC. I don't agree. Okay, those four are what everybody expects to go into the playoff, and I think it should be a sixteen playoff with two teams, either from an outside Power Five or a team like BYU or a team like Cincinnati that's not in a power conference that really does have a great record against top twenty five teams. And you look at you look at some of the resumes. Ohio State really hadn't beaten anybody. Nobody. And they have played Indiana, and, and Indiana 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 beat some great teams. <laughs> Indiana beat State Penn State and Penn State. Problem. But they gave up a lot of points. I I noticed they were giving up over thirty. You know, and they're not playing very stiff competition. But I I do have faith in Justin Fields and that offense to really outscore people, which is kind of a game depending on who they draw. Okay, could be good or bad. If an Ohio State draws a UC in the college football playoff, they got a fucking problem. I mean, they got a problem. UC's defense is for real, and Ohio State doesn't have one. Here's here's my issue there, though. Let's say Alabama beats Florida. They're one. They'll both get in. Clemson. If Clemson beats Notre Dame, they'll both get in. They both get in, which leaves UC on the outskirts. And then a team like okay, they're going to put the Buckeyes in for money. Let's face it. So the Buckeyes, yeah, will but A and M should be in before Ohio State. Yeah, but they won't. Um, look at their look at their resumes. It, it doesn't matter, Jake. A and M, Texas A and M is going to draw. A and M beat Florida five thousand fans. Ohio State's going to draw five million. Okay, it's all about money. They're coming. Period. If if Ohio State's undefeated after next weekend, they're coming. Period. I mean that's how that's just how it is. I just think it's bullshit. Okay, everybody knows that. I, that's my opinion. I think it's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's terrible because it leaves anybody. it leaves teams out, and then you have these two teams that everybody wants to see play. Okay, uh, Clemson and Notre Dame. Well, guess what? Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame. Okay, that's a new that's a kind of a new name there. And Notre Dame's been really good, but they Notre Dame has they played a such team. a shit 
fucking just an absolute shit show of a schedule. I mean, their schedule is tougher than anything I've ever seen a college opponent face, and they still try and go damn near undefeated. I mean, Notre Dame, on a yearly, year in, year out basis, they play, they play Michigan. Michigan. Michigan they play State. USC. They play Michigan State. Stanford, they play USC. They play that. And it just goes on and on. They play Navy every year. I mean, these are tough fucking opponents. And I got to give Notre Dame a lot of credit. You know, they're always in the conversation, but they're never going to go undefeated playing a schedule like that. But that's how they like it. And now, a year where they could play in the ACC and really try and make a run, Brian Kelly from Cincinnati goes down there and gets these boys ready to play. And they beat Clemson. I don't give a fuck if Trevor Lawrence ain't playing, okay? There's 10 other guys on offense they beat that, that beat that – beat, um, well, and yeah. Besides, that, that beat plenty of teams. The kid that came in for Trevor Lawrence, didn't, didn't they number go, one overall? Didn't they group. go? To, didn't they go to Boston College and win without Trevor Lawrence? And then uh, Trevor yeah. Lawrence came back the next game and played yeah, very his, well. His backup was the number one overall recruit, so it's not like you're putting a scrub yeah. in there. Like it ain't like this. It ain't, it ain't like this dude's uh, some sophomore in high school coming yeah. in to play college kids. This kid's this kid is a, is an athlete. I mean, clarification: he's, This is a fuck Brian Kelly podcast. Fuck yeah. Brian Kelly. Yeah, I mean but Notre Dame has a squad. I mean a squad. Jake, I mean Brian Kelly, that kid from Cuffcat, the white boy, he is a monster. Michael Myers, I think his name is. Kid is a stud. The running back, NFL stud. Um, the weakest position is the quarterback. What is that running back's name? Hilaire or something? No, that was that's the one that just that's came the out. That's um but no, the Clemson running back's fantastic. So, oh, that's it, easy. so easy in a man. in a perfect world, this is what I want to see. I want to see Alabama face a team like UC at one and four, and then if Notre Dame by some chance gets the best of Clemson for the second time, I want to see Clemson pl- play the Buckeyes to revenge that game, and I want to see UC play Alabama. If I had my way. That would be an entertaining view it all. Let's fucking go. I mean, you got fans rooting for the underdog against, I mean, the, the, the most toxic football team in college football, the Alabama Crimson Tide. They bring the pain, dude. I mean, they are awesome. And I'd love to see what Luke Fickle can draw up on defense against a team like that because those boys are for real, but they're not unbeatable. The way our quarterback's playing this year, the way we are yeah, taking Ritter, care yeah. of the football, Ritter can push the ball downfield. He makes Dokes. good decisions. Yep. He loves play action. We can run the ball, and we play stout defense. If you keep Alabama's offense on the sideline and you keep this game in the and 20s and 30s. not that good. If you keep that game in the 20s and 30s, okay, UC's got one hell of a chance to win. And if, if, if I have to list it right now, the four best teams – this is my prediction. This is this is my four best teams. My prediction: What I want to see is Alabama, UC, Clemson, Ohio State. Those are the, those are the two games I want to see in the yeah, playoff. UC's not going to get in. But. The four best teams in college football right now, as I see it: Alabama, Notre Dame, Cincinnati, Florida. As I've seen those four teams play football with my two eyes, the eye test tells me that. Because UC's blown out everybody they should have. Okay? Notre Dame, hey, 
They're they, doing things. They they they, the they, they beat Clemson, okay, and Clemson has had COVID issues, okay. I don't think they're all together. I saw them struggle in the first half last week, okay. I don't think. I mean, they of course they ran away because they don't have the depth. Teams that are sub, uh, subpar to Clemson don't have the depth to hang with them in the second half. Yeah. But if you watch the first half of that Clemson football game, they were in deep shit. Okay. But Alabama. Okay, uh, Alabama, Notre Dame, UC, Florida. Jake, what do you think? One, two, three, four, your, your rankings first, and then what matchup do you want to see come New Year's Day? Um, first off, with, when, Clemson, when Clemson plays like just an ordinary ACC team and somebody gets hurt, there's another five-star recruit coming in. You can, when you, that get with, that, when you, you can get, say that with several programs, but Clemson Well, especially. Clemson and Alabama and Ohio State, yeah. Somebody gets hurt, we have another five-star coming in. Or six. But if you're playing, like, one of the subpar ACC teams or subpar Big Ten teams, one of your guys gets hurt. You're bringing in a freshman. Yeah. Okay. That's a so, maybe. That's a maybe. What I think is going to happen, um, I think Alabama. Well, first, 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 not what you think's going to happen. First, I want to hear your one, two, three, four against my one, two, three, four. See what you of got. What I want to happen. No, what you think four best teams college football are right now? I said Alabama. I said Alabama, Notre Dame, Florida, Cincinnati, Notre Florida. Dame, Texas A and M. A and M. At you think Alabama, Florida's one, two, and Florida's uh, Florida's one, got three, and Florida's got a loss. One, three uh, to A and M. So who do you say? Al- in Cal- in so number one, Alabama. Number two, who? I got Alabama number one. Number two, Notre Dame. Oh, Notre Dame two. Okay, I got you. I got you. Florida three, A&M four. And then where do you put the Buckeyes? If you go beyond four, where do you put the Buckeyes in UC? Five, six? Um, I, put the, I put the Bearcats at five, Buckeyes at six. Pick, pick, on- pick them with your eyes, not your heart. I know, just based on what I've seen. Yeah, and I went to UC. My dad went to Ohio State. I went. I, I mean, I'm, I'm wearing Ohio State shorts right now. I, I love, like Ohio State. I love watching the Buckeyes win. It gets a little old. Their fans are kind of annoying too. But, you know, I'm a Buckeye uh, through and through. And just over the years, when I was a kid in college and I was watching, you know, with Joe Penny and Eric Scott and, and them guys, and we were we were over at the High Ridge house, it faded, <laughs> watching you – watching uh, – uh, college football. UC wasn't UC wasn't a player yet. Yeah, but so we were right now. UC we were all State. yeah. Right got? now, that's fine. Where you got UC against Ohio you State? Got Ohio State favored by what? Like neutral site, neutral site, or in the seven? shoe? Neutral site or, or in the shoe? Oh no, we're going neutral. Neutral site. I like the Buckeyes by fourteen or so. Fourteen. Mm-hmm. I think their offense is just is just yeah, but their lethal. defense is horrendous. Right, but I think in a shootout, I think I think Justin Fields and that offense. Is it's just too much depth for UC to handle. I think UC but I do have Ohio State right at five, and then A and M. If I had to pick them at six, I guess. Um, but th- th- there, there's some other teams in college football that I think A and M's okay. But I watched that offense, and they're just they're just not have been impressive the last two weeks. But nonetheless, as as a fan, Jake, who do you want to see play college football playoff? Uh, two games. One four would be. Let's let's face it. It's gonna be Alabama. Somebody. Who do you want to see Alabama play? Um, I'd like to see Alabama. Well, Alabama will play Notre Dame. 
I like I'm it. Sorry. I'm sorry. I like it. Alabama played because uh, Notre Dame being number two. So Alabama. Well, no, no, no. It's this is just hypotheticals. Oh, this okay. is hypotheticals. But so the the matchups that I want to see is Alabama UC and then and then um, uh, Clemson Ohio State. Not okay. saying that Clemson's up there with the rest of them guys because neither of us think Clemson should be in the top four right now. Oh, not even close. Because unless they beat Notre Dame, you have no business. But. Um, I don't care if they're defending champions or three times. I want to see Alabama and Notre Dame. I don't give a fuck. But Alabama and Notre Dame would be a badass football game. Because Notre Dame has a stellar fucking defense. That would be a fucking slobber. And Alabama has no defense. Mm -hmm. And then I'd like to see... mm, I'd like to see Florida and Ohio State again, honestly. That would be badass. I would love that would to be see badass. That. Okay. I mean, it would be one of them games where they don't have Tim Tebow and they don't have well <laughs> Aaron Hernandez. We would get a little revenge for when we got our ass absolutely handed to us um, when UC was undefeated years back, and Tim Tebow. I mean, he basically looked at UC and said, um, yeah. "Fucking right now, pussy." Yeah, I know. I, I, I mean, it was my, bad. Uh, it was bad. Money it was game. bad. I mean, Tim Tebow laid it on us, and, um, you know, you heard it. So, Jake, that was awesome. College football is awesome. I can't wait to see the rest of it. It's going to be interesting. Hopefully COVID doesn't get in the fucking way. But Luke Fickle. And yeah. uh, Luke Fickle um, in, the running, in the running for Coach of the Year, and I think he stays too. I think we signed him to a long I extension. Think uh, I think he's got a shit ton of badass recruits coming from. Like they're coming. Like we have because a top 15. there are so many out-of-state guys going to Ohio State that the cream of the crop in the Buckeye State and they're along the tri-state kids from Ohio State. Are, are, are going to UC because they know they're going to have a chance to play. You can but, tell me he's pulling the top kids no, no. from Ohio State but, and saying, like, I'm not leaving. Jake, Joe Burrow lost the starting job. Went to LSU, and he lost the starting job to <laughs> Dwayne Haskins. Okay, elite, elite athlete. Just didn't run the Ohio State yeah, offense. But Cardell Joe Jones Burrow won the fucking national Joe championship. Burrow had a fucking undefeated season. Beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl, and then won the fucking national title. Went undefeated and had the best year of any college quarterback Not- in the history of football. He teabagged. And Ohio State had so much talent, they couldn't even fucking start him. And this kid is the most elite quarterback coming out of college since we've been born. Well, that was Urban Meyer's fault. Stupid. In other news, Reds trade closer, Russell Iglesias. But they're free. And the clusterfuck begins. They're freeing up money. So, Crawl, the GM now. Um,. He's got a clusterfuck. He wants to sign Trevor Barrow so bad he can taste it. Trevor Barrow is not going to sign, in my eyes, no for way. anything less than $30 million. No way. So, guess what we do? We he wants Francisco Lindor. Fucking <laughs> letting go of things that, let's face it, folks. I mean, Rysel, eh, take him or leave him. I mean, he had a good, he had a good okay, you know, um, stay here in Cincinnati. Um I, I, I kind of liked his moxie, but I also I also think he got flustered in crunch time. But I've seen him get out of jams, and I've seen him I've seen him win games for the Reds that we probably shouldn't have won. But David Bell didn't use him properly, um, in my opinion, this year. And I think David without Russell, uh, Russell, I think with Lorenzen in the bullpen, 
And with the rotation that we still have, if we can sign Bar- uh, Trevor Bauer and keep him in Cincinnati. That's not going to happen. But. I think it is. But I think if we can sign Bauer and, and really just get rid of a few pieces that we really you know, could use but don't need and we can trade them for a few bats – I mean, our defense is good. Pitching's outstanding. Bullpen's okay-ish. We just need a closer now. But if we can trade, you know, a couple a couple of contracts that are ten million here, eight million here, six million there, and somehow, some way, find a way to sign Bauer um, to 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 make a run here in a full season, I think the Reds will do something special if they can get the bats I'm going. Telling you, they really, they really, really love Francisco Lindor. They want. Like, they want to trade uh, Senzel and Winker, which wouldn't be terrible. I mean, you would kill your minor league at that point, but Francisco Lindor, like, you got somebody putting up 40, 50 home runs a fucking game. So that would be something. Um, The kid from Colorado, he just signed with New York Mets. And then with the Mets, with Uncle Stevie, the fucking billionaire... Like, what are you going to do? Like, there's no cap in baseball, and this cat's got $13 billion. It's it's ridiculous. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Jake, one thing I always like to talk about with the Reds. Opening day, are you excited to see what they got? Every year? Right now? Yeah. Opening day day every year for, like, the last 10 years. I think... Everybody in Cincinnati is so pumped, and we still made the playoffs this year, but we kind of got off to that eh, start like we do every we year. We made the playoffs because they expanded it. Right, and we we hit the home run late in but the season. Am, I mean, I we just couldn't, as like we couldn't little, play small ball late in the season, and am I excited it as a legitimate us. fan of baseball? No. If we have if, if, if we was, have if we have Trevor some, Bauer back this year, what do you think the Reds do? I hope they try well, – because I think they're going to trade for Lindor or a heavy hitter. They're going to. I think they have to as well. That's they're going to get rid of Winker and Senzel. They're going to. They're going to trade them. But it, it's interesting. I just – I, I kind of don't like the way Crawl addresses the media. And um, if you guys didn't know, the, the new GM, um, he's the one that pulled the trigger on this trade for Iglesias out yeah. west. And he got – we ended up getting back a, a middle reliever. And a player to be named later in a little bit. He also pulled the trigger on the Trevor trade. He was the one in charge of that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean Dick Williams did a great job while he was here. He I put, mean, if I'm he an average fan, yeah, he brought he. I, I mean, he brought Kemp. He. I mean, he put together. How is Pleak not on a team? Like, why would you sign him to like a like a minor league deal or just a low level deal? He will be by the end. He of brings the so much like oomph. But what do you in Cincinnati? He's got the toughest job. I think. I think Dick was so tired of getting ridiculed for getting the playoffs and doing nothing when he spent literally. I met the guy earlier in, earlier that year. I met him that March. So last March, I actually got to sit down with him and actually talk to him for five minutes um, at a radio station I was doing a spot at. And um, the guy's awesome. And while we were talking for five minutes. He answered his phone three different times to talk to employees back at the back at the stadium Does he have about Trazer. I mean, no, he's only got one phone. He he literally answered his phone three times and said, oh, "Hold on a minute, uh, you know, Matt, excuse me for a second. 
Walked away, came back. Okay, okay, what's up? And literally, I can see it in his eyes. He was fucking exhausted. He was tired of it. Yep. And, you know, with Gino, you know, with the slow start he had, the, the Reds had some promise. And in the playoffs, that was, that was demoralizing. But I, I do tell you, um, if, he can, if he can do the right things with the money that we have available to us and, 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 we, can, and you know, we can get a few bucks, um, you know, to throw around, I, I think the Reds can make some noise in a division that's definitely gettable. They need to keep Archie Bradley. I don't know yeah. why they let him go. He's a good pitcher. But two weeks ago, Jake came over, and uh, we were pumped. UK basketball is back on, Jake. Fuck you. Coach Cal and them boys, these boys look like studs. The very first video I saw of a UK basketball player this year, and Jake follows him a hell of a lot closer than I do. That was Isaiah Jackson. This motherfucker lays up from the foul line and dunks it one-handed from the foul line at 18 years old. And I'm like, damn. I mean, Jesus, you know what? Yeah. I mean, I thought, Jake, are you fucking kidding me? And they lay an egg against a couple of schools that you're like, what? Well, Richmond's in the top 25. So Jake, we they can... couldn't hit a three. They can't shoot a three. For weeks. And they couldn't throw the fucking ball in the ocean if it was a... I mean, good Lord. Explain... Quickly, because you know we want to wrap this up here, um, but it's probably but not guys, a huge UK offense. But guys, audience. I mean, damn. But everybody, Jake. I don't care if you're a UK fan or not. It's just like if you if you love LeBron James or you hate him, you always got to fucking watch it because you you um, not UC UK. I'm sorry. UK basketball is is the most entertaining thing in college basketball. Period. There's a reason there's so many fans. There's a reason they're always in prime time. There's a reason they're always on ESPN because they're fucking fun to watch. And Cal's fun to watch. He's a great coach for that program. But if this motherfucker can't teach these kids how to shoot the ball from three, they are in a world of trouble. Because you get a you get a you get a team and excuse me a bunch with a bunch of white boys that can shoot the lights out like Loyola Chicago did the other. I mean a couple March Madnesses ago. I mean they are fucked, Jake. They will get shot right out of the gym, ninety to forty, if they can't make a three. Well, what the fuck's going on in well, Lexington? Really, what really sucked is the same night that we lost to, um, who was it, Kansas? Mm-hmm. Um, by a by a three, by the way. Our transfer, who now plays for Arizona, put up thirty-five and shot like. Seven for ten for three or something stupid. Oh, God, they can't shoot the three. But the last, the the play called by Cal on that last play, to throw it down and to have him chuck up a three when you haven't hit a three all fucking game, was the worst call ever. You have a seven foot one guy standing right there below the basket, just pound the fucking beat into people, dude. Just beat people's dicks in. On that fucking rim, that's all they have to do. Jake, isn't it funny? And and they're gonna win you, the national championship. Jake, I'm telling you, they're gonna. Oh win yeah, it. this team when it meshes, just like every UK team. Once it does, they're gonna, it's be, gonna a, be unstoppable. Jake, they're gonna be an eight to ten team. They're gonna be an eight to ten team. Fucking um, lost. They're gonna be eight to ten loss team. Yep. They're gonna make the tournament. Yep. 
as a middle to high seed, yep. and then we're run fucking run train over two or three bit, and they're going to be the favorite coming out of whatever fucking. I don't give a shit who the number one seed is. Go ahead and fill out your bracket and not have UK going to at least the Sweet Sixteen this year. This is how I dare you because I don't care. Go ahead and look at if everybody had their brackets for the last five, six, seven, eight, ten, fifteen, fucking whatever hundred years. You got UK going to the Sweet Sixteen at least every year. Period. This is what Cal does. And Cal does a great job. I got a lot of respect for the guy. I love UC basketball, so I, you know, I'm excited to see what they can do this year. They laid an egg against um, uh, Xavier in the Crosstown shootout. But I thought uh, a couple of the big boys inside played okay. They just can't rebound. I think they had one rebound or two rebounds all game, yeah, they, Jake. They didn't but, well. but really, I mean – they they didn't have a lot of shots. Yeah, <laughs> they actually they got to the play. fucking basket. So how do you how do you rebound something that ain't there? But no, that's a story for another day, guys. The Bearcats basketball team's just off to a um, a one and one start, and let's see what they can do. I mean, Xavier they're barely beating um, um, you know North Lakeside Community College. Well, they fucking and they, they went to triple overtime against Eastern fucking Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky. I mean, and Eastern Kentucky to their defense d- did play very 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 well. Here, was it two years ago or three years ago? They got to the tournament or something like that, or they they won a, a tournament, or whatever. But still, Man, Xavier went to four. fucking triple overtime against these guys. And two UC's defense, they played they played one game before their game on Sunday. Xavier had played one and zero. Xavier had played like six because they they had they probably had to an invitational yeah, to one they of the tournaments Saints or whatever. Player, the University right, of Phoenix right. and shit like so, that. Bearcat basketball is going to be stout on defense Fox and, Xavier. again, questionable on offense. But, um, you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, fuck Xavier. Yep. All right. Well, Last piece of guys, we're going to try and wrap this up here. And um, you know what? It's so funny. If you guys did see over the weekend, Jake, as we hear our man, oh as you hear our man finish this up, Jake, did you see this motherfucker get so pissed at a ref in this high school football game in Texas? He ran out on the goddamn field, Jake, after he called him for a personal foul and ejected him from the game and ran a 40-yard dash at this motherfucker and literally cleaned him. And I'm not talking about knocked him down. I'm talking about out. I'm talking about sleep. He was in out. full pad. Goodbye. He laid a ref out it at full speed because he got kicked out of a game. This is Texas high school football. Okay? This kid was on a state championship caliber team and just fucked his career. But I got to tell you what. It was something to watch. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to laugh because it's not really funny in case it's anyone got hurt. The ref but I mean, you want to talk about surprising or... Something felonious assault. Something that I never thought I'd see a day in my life. Jake, I never thought I'd ever see a player, um, either a, a coach or whatever, take a swing at a ref, push a ref, get in their face. This motherfucker went 40 yards at full speed in full pads and leveled his ass. He's lucky he didn't kill him. The, the ref was like 50-something years old. He's an older dude, dude. And all he was doing was his job. The kid was malice. I hope to God they do charge him with felonious assault or something. But if you didn't see that video, 
You need to fucking look it up. It is absolutely, absolutely insane. But, um, guys, this weekend, Bengals Dallas. Uh, give me the Bengals at home. Bearcats, let's try and make something. Go into the college football playoff and see what happens. Who the hell knows who's going to play college football this week? Because, I mean, every fucking two or three days, it changes. I mean, you just you don't know. Have the Reds front office get their head out of their ass and see if they can't spend the money the right way. Okay? It's sad to see Iglesias go. You know, it, it was fun to watch. But, man, um, we get we get a guy like Chapman back to close games out. Uh, you better watch the fuck out if the Reds can uh, can be solid on offense and, and sure up that rotation. Stay healthy. Uh, Coach K, down there at Duke. <laughs> Jake's got a few words for you. He's going to be Jake. Jake, now... As I turn down our man here, as little Wayne's going to get us going here for the for the remainder of the evening. But um, if you don't remember this song and you don't remember no ceilings on a side note, you need to fucking turn it on. You want to relive your days in the early 2000s, mid 2000s? This dude absolutely murders it. And check out No Ceilings 3 just came out. Yeah, Jake sent it to me the other day. It's fucking awesome. So, Lil Wayne. Um, Keep doing your thing, brother. Uh, Jake, you got a few words for Coach K? What's been going on with that, man? You told me the story a little bit when you got here. Okay, yeah. And I don't know, uh, what, the, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I, I think I think he's got a little butt He's got a little butt hurt. He's a little butt hurt. So, Coach K, uh, a few weeks ago, was saying how, like, NCAA cannot go another year without March Madness NCAA tournament, which is totally true because they won't have any more money. Gets his ass beat by Illinois. And then retracts and says, oh, I don't think that we should be playing basketball during this pandemic after you just got your dick smoked by Illinois. Which, <laughs> Illinois is a fucking fi- Final Four, write it down. True Final Four contender. They have a squad. Aren't they ranked? Squad. It, aren't, aren't, uh, yeah, they're fifth. Illinois and Iowa ranked pretty high? Yeah, Iowa too. Garza for Illinois. Or um, Garza for Iowa, play of the year. Kid's a stud too. But um, I guess Jake, what happened to Duke the other day? Besides getting their dick beat in the dirt, oh they got knocked the fuck man! Out. And <laughs> yep, that's what happened. All right, Coach K, it's okay, buddy. I mean, you you've already won pretty much. I know you have a back surgery coming up, too. I know that's going to happen. You've won every fucking basketball trophy known to man. I mean, why don't Not you... Not as many as Kentucky, but that's okay. <clears throat> Coach K, why don't you go fucking take a nap? I mean, good God, dude. Shut up. I mean, Jesus Christ. You've been coaching since I was, like, in the womb, right? You've won so many fucking national titles and Olympics and this and the other. I mean, give it a rest. Give somebody else a shot, man. Do school program. Um, it's weird to watch games at Cameron Indoor, though, isn't it? It's weird. Nothing. It's weird to watch games at well, Rick. That, you know that, that they only hold like ten thousand people in that place. Is it really? Yeah, it's tiny. It's it's kind of like a bowl, but it's so fucking loud every time they go and they um, they have like a, a a North Carolina game there or something like that. They make it look like it's the next fucking coming of the uh, of the, the the big house in Michigan. It's like holding a hundred thousand people or something like that. And I'm like, Jake, I don't understand. Um, you know why it's such a hard place to play? Because when when you actually see it from like the outside looking in, um, it's like you said, it looks like a high school gym. 
But well, we got um, Saturday college basketball. Uh, Tennessee over Cincinnati, take that. Yep. Uh, Notre Dame, Kentucky, take the over on that. Yep. And then that's all I had. Illinois, Mizzou, Illinois with the points, take that. I like it. I like it. Good bet, Jake. Hey, we'll be back um, hopefully over the weekend. We'll get you a couple updates on the lines for the uh, NFL and college games. I don't want to say shit now because I don't know who the fuck's playing, Jake. But, I mean, um, 